Hello and welcome to Stratford 92. I'm Bezzy. I'm Matt. And this is episode two. And today we will be discussing an uh, overview of the game from Wednesday night. And we will also be discussing the press conference and discuss, discussing the Leicester City game today. Mm-hmm. Big one. Yeah. So going on Wednesday's game, um, what are your feelings? Do you feel it was... a uh, a point gained or two points dropped? I thought it was a two points dropped. I, I can I understand Ollie was happy with the result, but I, I just wanted I think if we got it done and dusted on the same day, it would have been brilliant. We could have gone into today's game feeling less nervous. Um, you know, Leicester dropped points. Um, you know, it was it was there for the taking. I just think um our minds weren't there completely. Maybe we did have an eye on, on today. Um yeah, I yeah. don't know how to feel. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, we haven't been the same since the Southampton game. Um, mm. You know that sort of where our mind we sort of dropped points, brought it back at Crystal Palace, um, but then West Ham pinned us back for the majority of the game. Um, I believe we could have done a lot better. Um, definitely, you know, penalty went against us. Um, stupid mistake from Pogba. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's just one of those things that happens, you know. The the players are human at the end of the day, you know. They're you know, they're not all robots, you know. They they're not can't do everything on uh, as they're told what to do. Unfortunately, these things happen in the game. We just have to get on with it. Um, I believe that you know the the points were there to be won, um, and I just don't believe that the players had belief in themselves to go and grab it. I'm just hoping for the game today against Leicester City, that they, they will have the ambition and they will have the passion to go away um, to Leicester and, and try and get a three points because you don't want to be playing for a draw. No, definitely not. This this is what I, what I got to think of is this is their final. Um, you know, whatever final they want to think it is, they have to go out there and just just go and destroy them because Leicester are there for, for the beating. They haven't been, um, you know, in their greatest sense. Um, but we'll go into that in, in just a second with, with a press conference. But I think I yeah. think I hope I hope we go in all guns blazing um, and, and go in for the early kill, and then just sit back, and relax, hopefully. But you never know where United these days. You <laughs> no, you don't. So you, you know, like I said, the West Ham game uh, to me, two points dropped. Um, point game, it you know, it took us into third place. Um, but you know, there wasn't. You couldn't see really a star player on on that team on, on Thursday nights. The the only bright hope was Mason getting the goal. Um, he was probably my man of the match, to be honest. Um I don't know what you feel about that. Yeah, no, I agree. Mason, um, man of the match. Uh he, he was a little bit um over the well, the games before I felt he was a little bit shadowy. He wasn't in it as much. Um, but he really did just put himself back there, you know, it was kind of showing up Martial and Rashford, especially Rashford. Um, he hasn't really been Yeah, he had a, on he had a poor game. He really did. Very but poor game. I think he's still not match fit completely. Um, you know, when you have an injury like he had with his back. He's still in pre-season, to be honest, you know, with the injury that he had off. Um, same as Pogba, you know, they're both in pre-season mode. Um, do you think, um, look, at, you said about the penalty earlier, do you think he should have taken one in, in the uh, noggin or... Do you agree he should have put his hands up? What, what do you think? 
it's just one of those things. It just happens. I don't, I've, you know, I don't believe he knew that he was in the area, if, if I'm honest. And I think that's why he just put his hands up. You know, it's, but can you put the blame on Pogba? Or can you put the blame on Forsu Mensa, who shouldn't have given that free kick away and should have stood yeah. on his feet? You know, yeah. it's, it's all well and good blaming on Pogba. And you know when we get a penalty, the hair ain't saving it. I can't believe, I can't remember the last time he saved a penalty. It was probably going back three, yes. four seasons ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. easily. You know, he's never any good at penalties, dives too early. For a keeper of, you know, of his experience, he should be better. Should be better in those situations. He had a quiet game, but he, he didn't have a lot to do apart well, from I, that penalty. I don't know. I think he had um, a two or three good world class saves. Actually, when you look back, there, there was a few good shots that he saved, and I think he um, he actually came out and established himself again and said, "Listen, this is me. Um, I am a world class saver." But as we were speaking last week in the first episode, um, I my confidence is probably a little bit going with him anyway. Um, and yeah, you're right. It yeah. is. It's his quality. He should be a penalty stop uh, a stopper as well. But maybe if you look at some of the goalkeepers throughout the years, some are brilliant savers. Um, you know, from a normal a normal um, shot or cross or whatever. Um, or you have your good penalty savers like Willie Caballero right now. Do you know what I mean? He's probably one of the best at that. Um, yeah. And that's why Chelsea always put him on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? In the ends uh, of the games, um, unless you're Kepa, who wants to stay. Out as he did before, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I was, I wasn't happy, but I wasn't unhappy with the West Ham game. That's probably my kind of take of it. Uh, I think we just need to focus now on today, and that's it, really, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll move on to the press conference. Um, so Oddie was asked if he had any confidence in his group um, with the dip in form. You know, I've, I've got confidence in the group. Um, I just think it's a bit of tiredness, if I'm honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, you, you know, they've played a lot of games with a quick concession. You know, even though you know they should be trained for that, you know, it's it's not always easy to go up there, and especially without the fans in the stadium. Like, mm. you know, they, they, they've got a whole different experience that they've got to go through now. Um, and like Ollie said, you know, sometimes the, the strep at the end of the suck the goal in, you know, the atmosphere yeah. there. What do you agree? With, what do you think of the dipping form? Do you, do you think um, we've had a dipping form, or do you think it's just because we're still unbeaten in the Premier League? You know, it's people say you know, oh, United are done. United, you know, they ain't going to get a Champions League spot. You know, but we're still unbeaten. Mm. It's a, it's a typical media thing, isn't it? Um, you know, we're we're riding high, and Ollie's the greatest manager has ever uh, ever been alive. Do you know what I mean because he's been unbeaten in? Since January, um, but a real Man United fan like me, like you, and many others, um, won't get caught up in that hype. Um, you know, yes, I do think uh, there is confidence in the squad. I do have confidence in the squad. Do I have confidence in the depth for the squad? No, not at all. Um, and we were talking last week about a grounded eleven. You know, the eleven that we have week in week out of what we've seen is um, it is the best team where we can we can put out. Um, and then maybe that's why we're so tired and I think that's what's been it's not so much confidence dipping I think it's a dip in physicality um, you know that it has been what well, constant games unlike a normal Premier League um, run you have at least four or five day, uh, days worth three games but now it's like what two or three days four days max 
Um, so I think it is just a physical point. I think it's just become a bad point, a bad part to to kind of dip in form, really. But um, no, I'm 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 confident in the squad. So I we have such great players and a young squad. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. I can't. I, I'm really excited for this squad. I said last uh, last week we are the closest to a Fergie squad that we've been since. I, well, since Fergie left, yeah. um, you know, and we don't agree with that. We got some great uh, players coming in. Uh, Laird, for example, um, you know, he's going to challenge Wambasaka um, for me. He's Wambasaka is incredible, but Laird it has the potential to be world class. I, I can see that in him. Um, yeah, he's he's um, he's not afraid. You know, he's to me, he's one of those that's probably going to play in um, in the Europa League game. Mm, um, on the fifth of August, um, a lot along with a lot of uh, a lot of other youth players, I believe. Yeah, um, I think, well, especially against last, because well, we're five 0 up, and um, I it would be absolutely probably the be- best comeback in all of history if last came back and won six 0 or something. You know what I mean, so <laughs> yeah. we're gonna. We're, I think we'd be fine. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say completely throw the youngsters out. Or you know a whole young squad, uh, but I do think maybe give Laid or Garner, um, Mangi. He's been in and around the squad over the last couple of, uh, couple of weeks now. Um, Hannibal Mejri as well. I mean he's a quality player. And again, last week we said, "Where's Tahith Chong?" Yeah. I mean, is this his time to shine? I mean, this he needs to take those opportunities. And um, yeah, I, I think do wonder need- how none of the journalists have um, have asked the question. During any of the press conferences, it's always Lingard or it's always other players. Why are they playing? But Chong's been in and around that since he signed his mm. contract. You know, yeah, he never, so never, you know, featured in it in the match day squads. He's still like uh, within the uh, the first team. I think um, Oli has said he is an established first teamer now, um, but maybe he came back after. Um, Lockdown, he wasn't as fit as he was or meant to have been. Um, I think everyone, like all the press and uh, all the, the journalists, you know, BBC or whatever, they always focus on Lingard. And I think we all do as Man United fans because oh, uh, we, we saw the potential he had. Um, and I think he, we all know he's got personal problems. Um, and I, you know, I hope he, hope that's all kind of done and dusted for him. Um yeah. But is he is he a Man United player? I I don't think so. You the 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 degree sorry the degree of player we're looking at now, Lingard is nowhere near that team anymore. Do you know what I mean like Pereira? Do you remember years ago me and you used to have discussions about uh, about Pereira, Andres Pereira? Oh my God, when is this kid going to get his try uh, his time in the first yeah, team? Yeah, he, I can't he wait seems to, see to be a a preseason wonder, don't he? Yeah, yeah, great in preseasons, but then during the season you get maybe one game. Mm. Out of him, one or two games where he, you know he'll score a good goal or he'll shine in a friendly. But when he's on the big stage, he's always looking to take that extra shot. Yeah, extra shot. He, you know, same as Dan James, he's going for the same thing we discussed the other day. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't pass. He, yeah, you know, he takes that shot on because he scored a few wonder goals when he first started. <laughs> you know, and I think he's still living off that. But I think he needs to, you know, come back to reality and realize that you know. We've you've got to go out there and you've got to give it all and you're part of a team. You're not an individual. Yeah. You know, do you, in, in do you think he's squad team? now? You will not be an individual. Do you think he's first team quality? Oh, yeah, I think he's first. Dan James is definitely first team quality. 
Um, but I believe he's still one or two seasons away. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Pereira's been there long enough, but Pereira's still young. Mm. But, you know, with, with Lingard, you know, Lingard's 27, 28 now, so he's he's got to be looking now. If if we're not pushing him on, he's got to be looking to push on himself now because I think he's got to realise that it's not working. Yeah, no, agree. Totally agree. Um, yeah, I'm... We have some great, and there's one base with with for Lingard, Pereira, not so much Daniel James because Daniel James we bought him young and he was bought as a uh, potential for the future. He wasn't a. I think he he even agrees. Uh, he's had press like not uh, kind of little interviews, and he's even said, um, "I never envisaged me playing week in week out for the first half of the season like he did." Um, you know, we all, we never did. We we were all like, "Oh, he's going to be next year or year after," because you can see that. If he uses that pace of his, he is beating any defender in this planet because he is so yeah. quick. But I think the problem he has, and when you watch um, Daniel James, is he's always chasing, but he's not chasing the right way. Like, yeah, I totally agree. You know, he he, he reminds me of you know a player we've been linked with at the moment when mm. he had his first season, uh, which is Jadon Sancho. So when he had his first season in Germany, he was making those sim- same similar mistakes. Um, you know, knowing that he had the pace, but he was moving the ball the wrong way. So, you know, yeah. he was, you know, he were, instead of trying to turn and go past the man or go another way, he was sort of taking one too many touches. And then by that time, the defenders or the, the opposition were already stuck their leg on and won the ball back. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I've, I watched a, a few episodes of, um, you know, a few highlights of Jaden Sancho of seeing him in his first early years with Dortmund. And, Dortmund were the same. I think they see uh, or saw Sancho the same way we see James. He he wasn't a right now player like Bruno Fernandez um, no. or even Harry Maguire. He's a potential for the future. Um, and yeah, definitely agree. If he cuts out those little mistakes, you know, refines it. Um, he has he has such good quality, and he's he's such a grounded grounded person as well. Uh, when you see him in, in those little interviews, he does. He just comes across like a really good kid. Um, you know, so we yeah, just. I... Don't, I think he's been hard done by, you know. Again, we'll go down to we were talking about the refs the other day. Um, but he's had a few yellow cards, which shouldn't have been yellow cards yeah. this season. And yeah. that was all because the the pressure that the referees were put on because games, a couple of games, uh, days before the game, it was mentioned in the press. And that always will play on a referee's mind. You know, yeah. it, it was, you know, I can't remember which game it was now, but, you know, it was in a blatant fight. I think it might have been against City. I think it was, yeah. Uh, City or Liverpool, I think it was, early on in the season. We, you know, he went straight in through, got taken down, and he got he got booked for diving. Yeah, and he got hit in the heels, didn't he? VAR needs to look at things like this because, you know, the referee are putting a reputation on a player where, which he hasn't got. Hmm. You know, he hasn't died for any of his challenge. He's either been... You know, when you're as quick as him and a little nick... Yo, it's going to take you tumbling over. Of course it is. The momentum is just going to take you straight. As you said, a little little tiny neck is going to take you, but at the end of the day, you've been necked by a player. You're not diving, are you? you know, no. your, your, your momentum is carrying down. Um, I, do, I do agree. I think the pressure on referees uh, being told that he was a diver, especially when it, or, you know, that kind of one or two games where he was uh, accused of it, and then it was in a ref's mind that, yes, okay, he's a diver. It's it's always gonna it's always gonna stick with him now, and I, I that's the only problem with him. I think is uh, not with him uh, in person, but 
uh, with his his name is that he's always going to have that stick in his mud. I mean, he's a diver. And they started to do that now with Bruno Fernandes, I found. Um, yeah. But, yeah, maybe I don't know. Right. So, as we're looking into it, so Ollie obviously mentioned a few absentees from Sunday. Um, <laughs> Jones and Tunzebi again, obviously, out um, <laughs> until earlier in the season. Uh, it looks like Shaw and Boye will have you know the best possible um, possibility of you know, given the best chance to try and get fit for today's match. Um, what do you think? I think we miss Shaw, if I'm honest. Yeah, Williams uh, again. He's a bit like James um, and a bit like any young player. He has you see the quality, um, but then you see the mistakes, and I, he is learning from their mistakes. He. The West Ham game in particular, um, he did quite a lot of mistakes that I found um, a little bit annoying. He was getting caught out every time um, by uh, by the by the player. But again, he's potential. Luke Shaw, yeah, we we have missed him, um, and I've I've liked this Luke Shaw since um, since the restart as well. Uh, even before the restart, to be fair, when Williams started to kind of come into it, into you know, was he kind of threatening his spot? I think that's when Luke oh, Shaw went out. I, I think that's what Solskjaer was trying to do. Um, mm. You know, we've seen with Luke Shaw over the years, he fluctuates in in how he plays. You know, sometimes a lot of players do that when they're not under pressure. When you're the only left back of the club, you know, you're going to be out there and go, well, well, you know, I'll just play average today. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, you need to play 100% every game. You're playing for Manchester United. You know, you're not playing for Joe Bloggs Rangers down the road. Mm. Who you can turn up on a Sunday, you know, have a few points on a Saturday night and play half half a decent game. You know, he needs to yeah. be, he needs to be, you know, 100% every game on a, you know, hats off to Ollie for making that decision because it has turned Shaw around and him and Rashford at the moment, maybe that's what Rashford's been missing the last couple of games. Obviously, Luke Shaw, you know, is, you know, Williams did a few overruns, uh, overlaps on the, on Wednesday night, you know, <clears throat> Which was sort of working. You could see it sort of coming back into how it was what before Shaw was off. Um, but I believe that you know I'm hoping the Shaw's fit for today um, because I think with him fit, you know we we've got a really strong strong back line then, um, and obviously Harry's used to all those teammates, um, so we all know their weaknesses inside and out, like he showed earlier on in the season. Yeah, when we played him. Yeah. I exactly and agree. Um and I think you you'll find going back to the um the threatening your spot and you know bring yourself back up to where you should be. Um again I said last week, love Wan Basaka. He hasn't been quite the same since we start uh for me. Um but then when t- uh, Timothy Foster Mensa came in on uh, his spot um in the last game and then obviously he had a yellow, he was doing quite well. I thought he was doing really well. I like Foster Mensa, he's um He's a good squad player uh, for us, and I think he will maintain to be a good squad player. Um, but then when Wambasaka came on, that's when you see the Wambasaka we first bought. Um, you know, no, I think he didn't have any tackles he missed. Um, it, he was, he was um, maybe incredible. You know, you think he started nearly every game. Yeah, exactly. You know, he will play as tall, and I think that's maybe, maybe he was looking at hoping to rest him for the full game on Wednesday. Um, for ready for today's game, mm. uh, but yeah, you know the one that we had earlier on in the season, you know, 
he had Sterling in his back pocket all game. Yeah. And it was any any player you could you put with Wambasaka, any player you put in with Wambasaka, he had him in his pocket. You know, he emptied yeah. every night he went home, he was emptying his pockets and there is Sterling, you know, there's Aguero, there's Fadi. It was whoever you put in front of him, he would have in his pockets. Um but then he kind of after the lockdown came it, it I I found he was I think he because he's trying so hard now to be more of an attacking um, right back, which yeah he does need to add that into his game and he is adding that into his game. Um, it, it's kind of maybe stopped him be, being the you know the, the defensive right back that he should be. He's not going to be Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, you know that kid. I hate to say it is he, he is a brilliant right back um, with his assists and stuff, but he's not a good defender. Everyone will tell you that he's not a good defender. Whereas Wamba, it's like the other side of the coin. Um, so we need to get him to learn to be a good, um, you know, mix of the two. Uh, but at the end of the day, his job for me is to also defend. Um, so I hope that next year he does do more assisting, you know, does more attacking, but also doesn't forget his roots of being an out and out defender as well. Do you know what I mean? So um, no, I I love Wambasaka. He's my favourite. The spider. As we call him, yeah. Uh, no, he's been brilliant since we've had him uh, on Crystal Palace, and I think yes. he will eventually pay off his fee. You know, um, it was a high fee, but he's a youngster. Oh, for um, me, it was a high fee. I, I, I disagree. I think that was uh, a minimal amount for why we paid. Looking at the, as you said, being a youngster. No, I mean as in, you, if you're looking at a foreign, a foreign right back his age, we would have paid half the price. Oh right, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You know, we, you know. Don't get me wrong; he is worth fifty million. But I think because he's English, um, like same as Maguire, you know, the price just goes up. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah, like a Sancho, you know. Um, so you know, we got the potential now to go back into the Champions League, back where we belong, currently in third spot. Um. And financially, you know, it's a big gain for us. It is massive. It's it's for me, uh, and a lot of press have said it. It's the game whether we get Sancho or not. Well, to be honest, it's not a game we because we still have Europa. We still we still could go ahead and win Europa. Yeah. And for me, I think we're the strong favourites to win it. Still, um, yes, you still got Inter. Yeah, that, I, but... I'd say that. But you know, there's still a few decent teams there. You got it Wolves, is. yeah, Atalanta, um, Inter Milan. You know, Roma, still, yeah, so it's not going to be an easy route. So, you know, we can't rely on that. You know, the, the players need to go into their minds today and realise, you know, those 11 players going on that pitch, they need to win at all costs. Definitely. You know, well, there's no going for a draw. It's got to be a win. Yeah, definitely. It's it's win. Financially, it's big for us. Um, and what that looks like in terms of um, fee, well, money we get and generate from being in Champions League, so if we go ahead and obviously we get into group stages um, straight away, which is brilliant, um, and then we go on and win it. Um, in terms of money, that's just over seventy-five million um, sterling um, pounds. Sorry, <laughs> uh, that's about eighty-two point five um, million euros. Uh, obviously, being the European Cup, um, whereas compared with Europa League, um, that's just under twenty million uh, pounds, around about twenty-two million euros. Um, so that's a big 60 uh, or 50 to 60 million difference in the value of how much money we potentially could get from being in yeah. one You've of those. You've also got to look at the 
Adidas sponsor as well. You know, exactly. about twenty million. You know, if we'll lose, um, if we don't get in there, so you know that's a big coup. I'm sure uh, Chevrolet have probably got a deal there somewhere where they won't give us money for whatever. So there's always going to be another clause within a clause for every sponsor that, that we have, and we have sponsors coming out of our ears. You know, we have sponsored yeah. tractors for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, I just, we we get to a point where. You know, because we're losing money with no fans in the stadium. Yeah. So I'm hoping we get to a point where we get back into the Champions League and us fans can get back in that stadium, back for the Champions League nights. Um, you know, because we've missed it for a few seasons. Um, well, this season anyway. Um, last season, you know, we did pretty decent. Yeah. You know, we beat PSG. Okay, it was a, a VAR decision. Um, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but Rashford smashed his penalty. It is. He's that's, what, that's what we need to get back. You know, the passion. I remember that night watching it, watching it with my little boys and how passionate and how happy they were. You know, it was absolutely unbelievable. It felt like we were there. It felt like we yeah. were in Paris. No, know, definitely. We need to get back to those days. We we need to get the 99 back, don't we? And that 2008 feeling back yeah. of, um, you know, hearing that feeling. Togetherness too. in the squad, you know, that's what it is. Exactly. So that's for a, a, a long time is together. Now, so we've had too many individuals. We bought too many individuals. We wasted money on buying individuals. Mm. Di Maria, Sanchez, Falcao, unfortunately, didn't work out. He was alone. You know which one too risky. But you know we've had players come in who think they're superstars, but they don't get the club. They don't get how big it is. How passionate the fans are. Exactly. You know, they, they won't get it, but I, you know the way that Ollie's going and the way that the plan that they've got, bringing the young players, bringing the hungry players, bringing the players that want to succeed themselves, but also want to be team players. There's not yeah, a player that Ollie's brought in, I think, that has that kind of big ego um, yeah. mindset, and that's the that's exactly what we don't need in United. Is we we weren't full of uh, well, we were full of egos, but that was because we were the winners. We we you know we had a winning mentality, but we weren't egos in, compared to like um, as you said, your Sanchez, your Di Maria, uh, the little snake, um, your, your Falcao, which that was more of an injury um, issue, and he never recovered from that. Um, and I, although I did like Falco not playing for us, but I just liked him as a player. Um, you know, it's it's a risk. Okay, we always take a risk with big big money signings, but. I think the risk that you, uh, that Ollie's making with his team, his his backroom staff of scouts and everything, they've they've got it spot on. I haven't they haven't got a player so far that I think has um has done bad. Um, you know, we've got now so far Maguire, um, Wambasaka, Fernandez speaks for himself, and actually yeah. Fernandez is a perfect example of playing for a club and showing passion from the. The, literally the whistle the blue the moment he started his career with United you've seen that passion you know dictating players where to go you just met this yeah. bloody player do you know what I mean you just met this player like what two days before and he's he's bossing them where to go that's exactly what we need um, and I, I yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree I've, you know, I've seen um, uh, an interview recently with Solskjaer um, and he was asking you know it is almost as if what Fergie used to do where Fergie used to ask for the family yeah. Your brothers, mums, dads, aunties, uncles, dogs, cats, you know, how are they? You know, how are you feeling? You know, that's almost what Ollie sort of brought back to the club because you've had managers who didn't care. You know, I've seen interviews recently, uh, one with Van Gaal about Van Persie, 
one with Mourinho taking Martial's number off him just to bring Slatan yeah. in. You know, it's stuff like that which affects a player. And from the outside, you you probably don't realise these little things which will play around in a player's player's mind. You know, like we mentioned, touched on earlier with Jesse. You know, he's going through a lot of things personally. Um, but Soska seems to be the right person. I, I'm wondering if Mourinho was still in charge, how he would be feeling. And, you know, it is a mental side to the game. You know, it's... I- I think Jersey would have gone by now because I think Jersey would have pushed him out. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, going back to you know Soskar, I think he he's getting into the the mindset of bringing it a family club back. Mm. You know, in his interview a few weeks ago, he mentioned uh, when they were looking at Harry Maguire, um, he was they were looking at his Instagram posts, his face Facebook posts, um, just to see what type of guy he was. You know what family you know, with his wife and, you know, how they were, how they were together, what they would do, you know, and there's stuff like that, which as us fans, you probably don't really look at, you know? No, of course um, And it, it's good to see that it, they're taking that side of it as well. I'm not going, or oh, he's a great player. Mm. Oh yeah, he's 50. And yeah, we'll just go and buy him because we can't be like that anymore. You know, we can't, we've wasted enough money just buying big name signings. So I think, you know, they're going away the right way about it. Um, and it looks like it's going to succeed. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I, I have a, um, unfortunately, I have a few Liverpool friends. I say friends, they're just colleagues. Uh, nah, they're lovely yeah. guys. But um, we, we often speak about, you know, the difference in our kind of transfer markets and how we look at different players. And I think when you look at Liverpool, um, and maybe a little bit of Man City as well, uh, to, to a degree, not all the time, but, they, they often go for players you've never heard of, the hidden gems. We talked about it last week, Salah, for example. And I think we discussed this anyway last week, but it, it does touch back in terms of we lost our way, um, I think. And that goes back with, you know, who was in charge of that, Edwards was, you know. And the good news this week, I, until it happens, I won't, you know, I won't believe it, but apparently there's a director of football. Um, no. Very uh, close. Lying. Is he laying down? He's lying. He's planting the seed for when we don't get top four. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, that's his excuse for when we don't get top four. So yeah, until until it happens, but believe me, we're going to get that spot. I don't, you know, the players will have her in them. They they won't know what's hit them if they don't get a top four spot. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, so, I think there'll but, be a, a lot of uh, axe heads um, yeah. from, from Ollie because uh, that's, that's actually funny. That came out today. Uh, we were talking last week about him being ruthless. Um, and uh, we, we were discussing that uh, he needs to get out of the first week. Well, uh, I was reading today that he had a, a if, if everyone thought he was quite a soft touch, he is not apparently. He is very, very angry. He's, uh, you know, in, in the, in the uh, dressing rooms or at training when something goes wrong, when something's not Yeah, he seems right. to me, he seems, you know, quite an understandable guy. You know, if, mm. uh, if you've got a problem, you can go to him. Um, you know, and he, he's quite understandable, but as long as you're honest with him, and like I think, you know, yeah, he, you know, he'll help you just as, as long as you help him. Yeah. You know, it's, it's got to be a two-way thing. You, you know, they can't just expect, you know, expect um, him to do everything for him. It's, you know, it's a 50-50. Exactly. So we'll go into looking at the Leicester game then. So um, form, they're not in great form. Um, you know, I've been in great form since the restart. Lost a few big games. Um and their team news, so they're looking they're out with a few key players. 
Yeah, so they're without uh, James Madison, uh, Ben Chilwell, uh, Christian Fuchs, um, Ricardo Pereira is still a long-term injury. That's going to be for a while, apparently. Uh, and Daniel Amati. Um, good news for them, maybe not so much for us, is Mark Albrighton is going to return. Um, and um, Kagler Soyuncu, uh, or as Andrew says, or Bezzy says, what do you call him? Lord Farquhar. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Lord just, what, Farquhar. As soon as you said that, I couldn't see it, and I will always see that now. Um, but yeah, as you said, they've not been in great form at all. Um, they were kind of nosediving before the restart anyway, and it kind of brought that back in when the restart happened. Um, you know, yeah. Compared to where they were in the start of the season, we all thought, is this Leicester going to do it again? Because they were equal with Liverpool at one point. Um, you know, and they were doing really well. Yeah, they've been in that top four, top four since September. You know, it, as a as a football fan, you know, I'm a huge football fan. You know, it it'd be a shame for them to be out, knocked out of the top four now. But I'm a Man United fan, so yeah. Unfortunately, no, you got to read it and weep. You know, they haven't performed. Um, they'll still be in Europe, um, but they are. Are they Champions League teams? No, no. You know, they're not a Champions League team in my eyes. You know, they're they're a Europa League team. You know, don't get me wrong. Rogers done an amazing job. You know, got a great to net, uh, togetherness in that squad. Um, but Vardy's getting on. If they don't yeah. have to replace him in the next few years, you know, they they're not going to have a, a decent striker that will get them twenty plus goals every season. Exactly. I'd say he's got about maybe two, three years max. Until he starts yeah. sinking retirement, um, he's you know he is golden boots uh, contender of the of this season with twenty three. Uh, I think the nearest is uh, twenty one with is he Aubameyang I believe. Um, so he yeah. is he's, he's probably gonna get golden boots unless you know he does go out and smash Aubameyang. Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, going back with the results, um, they've had three losses, uh, three drawn, and they've only had two wins uh, in that time. Uh, one of them being Sheffield. Um, but the biggest loss was Bournemouth. And I think that's when I think, when they lost to Bournemouth, uh, for me, that's when I thought, hang on, United could do that. So as long as we keep going, as long as we keep winning, or draw, you know, we'll, we'll get that top It's all spot. in our hands. You know, they, they've got key players out. Mm. And, you know, we've got a full-strength squad. So if we lose this today, it's down to the players. Yeah. You know, it's down to those 11 men on the pitch. You know, we don't want any De Gea... That's yeah. Any, we don't want any of that. When the cross are off, we want to get the early goals. We want to get the tie finished and let Chelsea sweat. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Bench, tell those players when the water break comes, we're we're already one nil or two nil up. That would be ideal. Yeah, you know because Wolves for them is it's a hard game. They, they ain't going to go there. You know, Wolves are not going to go there and, you know, try and not, not going to try and win. They need to get into Europe themselves. Exactly. So they want to win. To Europe. Yeah. If Arsenal win the FA Cup, that other space will not be available for Europe. No. So, you know, they need to cement their space and Tottenham are right behind them. So Wolves need just to win, need to win just as much as they, uh, as Wolves need to win. Yeah. So, so Chelsea, Chelsea are going to be, um, it's going to be a hard game this week uh, for them. So for both teams, you know, it's, but it's a great end to the season. It absolutely is. And the Premier League absolutely rubbing their hands, loving it. Consider- you know, relegation's not finished. Top four's not finished. 
European places are not finished, mm. you know. Um, and like you said, yeah, you just touched on there with Liverpool. You know, I didn't think that um, with them winning the league so early on that it was going to be a climax like this to the end of the season. But it's, uh, it's worked out pretty decent. It's kind of written in the stars, really, isn't it? Uh, with Leicester and us um, playing together on the last game and it could all go, um, you know, either way. Either way. Yeah, because yeah. obviously if Chelsea win uh, today, hopefully not, um, but we draw, uh, we still go ahead. So we're still cool. Um, but we can't be having that. that, that yeah, and Leicester go. And to be honest, uh, and you're saying with Leicester being, I believe, uh, and I believe, yeah, um, they are a Europa League team and that's all they really are at the moment. Um, for me, they're not Champions League team. Chelsea and Man United are those two um, you want to see. You know I mean? So having next season, you know, your Liverpool, Man City, Man United and your Chelsea all going together into the Champions League is what, you know, is perfect for them, isn't it? Uh, it's perfect for the Champions League for every, and all fans who are neutral. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a big game for all, really. And I think it will be, I don't, I don't really think um, Chelsea will be all guns blazing at first because I think that'd be foolish. They've seen that against Liverpool. Um, yeah. they went all you know all for it, and then Liverpool just just beat them out of the park. I mean, well, maybe they did come back a little bit, but to score five goals against Chelsea, they do. I mean, so even for uh, even for Liverpool, but um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a big weekend. I love it. I absolutely love it. This is what it's about, isn't it? It's what Premier League's about. You don't get it for any other league. No. So right. So prediction. So what's your Predicted squads, mine's just the the first eleven, you know, the first eleven we got centre backs. Uh well we'll start with the keeper, so you know, De Gea in goals, just stick with him. Yeah. You know, last game of the season, no point taking a risk and swapping him for Romero. Centre backs, Maguire, Lindelof. Then you go with Wambasaka, Luke Shaw. Gotta play a back four. There's no point trying to change up. It didn't work last week against no. Chelsea. There's no point in doing it this week. Um, even though when we played a back three with Luke Shaw in it, we haven't looked too bad. You know, when we tried that out earlier on in the season, um, you know, we beat Chelsea like that. But I think go with a back four, you got to stick with the two centre mid, mids, uh, Matic, Pogba. Um, you've got to go with Bruno in there. And then you've also have the, the front three at the top, Martial, Rashford, Greenwood. Get the job done. Um, that's my predicted eleven. I completely agree. I, I, there is still obviously we said that we picked up earlier. There is still a, a risk with, with Luke Shaw. Um, personally, I don't think he will risk him. I think he might be in the, on the bench, maybe, um, and maybe come on. Um, the only change I would say is maybe Williams, maybe going off Luke Shaw. But no, I completely agree. My ideal, mm. um, my ideal bench. Uh, sorry, my ideal squad. That is, and uh, my dream um, for one of the players though is Garlo to come on and score the winner. And then Edward Wood comes on and, and just hands him a contract and says, mm. just do it, sign for us. Because for me, he's one of the players we need to sign. Um, we're one of our yeah. passion players. A Man United fan, isn't he, through and through. You know, he's uh, it's in his blood. You know, you could see that when he first joined our club. Mm. You know, he absolutely adores the club. He was happy to be there. You know, we've had players come in, you know, and just you know, not happy to be there. Yeah. You know, I don't think they realised, you know, but he realises... You know, I would have taken a putt and just tried to buy him um, straight out. But then, are they looking at buying another striker? There is rumours, um, which will be 
discussing during the off season. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go with a three-one oh, win. Harry Maguire, last minute header. <laughs> that, that's, that's my feeling. Yeah, that's okay. a minute header, seal the points. We're on the ball the uh, 88th minute and then uh, get the job done. That sounds perfect. I, I'm going to go for a 2-1. I think it's going to be tight. Um, I think, I do think, and I have a feeling that Leicester are going to score first, uh, but then we come back and we win it. Um, I just said, hopefully with a Maguire header um, or maybe a Nicolo goal. That's what my, my two dreams um, but no, I yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait till four o'clock to turn up and those anxious two hours. And then after six o'clock, what's it all going to be? What's the results? Are we all going to be happy? Are we all going to be sad? That's for yeah. yeah, fingers crossed. So like you said, match day 38, last game of the season. Let's go for the wins, get our Champions League spot, ready for next season, build on the squad. Um, that is the dream. And I'm hoping that we can do it. So, yeah. As we leave it there, I've been Bezzy, your host for Stratford 92. I've been Matt. And we see you soon. Ta-da.